Book Three, The Pathfinders of Africa, Chapter Twenty One of the Book of the Missionary Heroes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Book of Missionary Heroes by Basil Matthews. Chapter Twenty One the black apostle of the lonely lake shomoleke in the garden in africa where you remember david livingston plighted troth with mary moffat as they stood under an almond tree there lived years ago a chocolate-skinned curly-haired boy his name was shomoleke his work was to go among the fruit trees when the peaches and apricots were growing and to shout and make a noise to scare away the birds if he had not done this they would have eaten up all the fruit this boy was born in africa over seventy-five years ago when victoria was a young queen in the same garden was a grown-up gardener also an african with a dark face and crisp curly hair the grown-up gardener one day stole some of the fruit off the trees and he went to the little boy shomoleke and offered him some apricots now Shomoleke had learned to love the missionary Mr. Mackenzie, who had come to live in the house of Kuruman. He knew that it was very wrong of the gardener to steal the fruit and throw the blame on the birds. So he said that he would not touch the fruit. He went to an old black friend of his named Paul and said to him, The gardener has stole the apples and plums and has asked me to eat them. He has robbed Mr. Mackenzie i do not know what to do and old paul went and told john mackenzie who took notice of the boy shomoleke and learned to trust him many months passed by and two years later john mackenzie was going to a place further north in africa than kuruman the name of this town was shoshan where mackenzie would live and teach the people about jesus christ so he went to the father of shomoleke whose name was sebolai Sibylai, said John Mackenzie, I want to take your son, Shomoleke, with me to Shoshan. Sibylai replied, I am willing that my son should come to live with you, but one thing I desire. It is that he should be taught his reading and to know the stories in the Bible and such things. To this John Mackenzie quickly agreed, for he too desired that the boy should read. So the sixteen oxen were yoked to the big wagon and amid much shouting and cracking of whips and lowing of oxen and creaking of wagon joints john mackenzie shomoleke and the others started from kuruma northward to shoshan now at shoshan the chief was sekome who you remember in our last story was father to kama so when they were at shoshan shomoleke the young man who was cook and kama the young man who was the son of the chief worshipped in the same little church together it was not such a church as you go to in our country but just a little place made of mud bricks that had been dried in the sun there were holes instead of windows and there was no door in the open doorway and on the top of the little building was a roof of rough weedy grass these were the days that you heard of in the last story when kama seeing his tribe attacked by the fierce lobangula rode out on horseback at the head of his regiment of cavalry and fought them and beat them and drove away lobangula with a bullet in his neck for two years shomoleke learning to read better every day and serving john mackenzie faithfully in his house lived at shoshong 
sometimes shomoleke took long journeys with wagon and oxen and at the end of two years he went with mackenzie a great way in order to buy windows doors hinges nails corrugated iron and timber with which to build a better church at shoshan when shomoleke came back again with the wagons loaded up there was great excitement in the tribe hammers and saws screwdrivers and chisels were busy day after day and the missionary with his helpers laid the bricks one upon another until there rose up a strong church with windows and a door a place in which the people went to worship god the father of our lord jesus christ again shomoleke went away by wagon and this time he travelled away by the edge of the desert southward until at last he reached the garden at kuaman where as a boy he used to frighten the birds from the fruit trees he was now a very clever man at driving wagons and oxen this as you know is not so easy as driving a wagon with two horses as in britain for there were as many as sixteen and even eighteen oxen harnessed two by two to the long iron chains in front of the wagon there were no roads only rough tracks and the wagon would drag through the deep sand or bump over great boulders of rock or sink into wet places by the river but at such times one of the natives always led the two front oxen through the river with a long thong that was fastened to their horns so in order to drive a wagon well shomoleke needed to be able to manage sixteen oxen all at once and keep them walking in a straight line he needed to know which were the bad-tempered ones and which were the good and which pulled best on one part of the span and which in another and how to keep them all pulling together and not lunging at one another with their horns shomoleke also had to be bold and daring that if lions came to eat the oxen at night he could go with the gun and either frighten them away or actually shoot them so you see shomoleke was very clever and was full of good courage while he was living at kuruman a man came to him one day and said john mackenzie is alone at shoshang and there is no one who can drive his wagons well for him the man who told him this was as it happened going by wagon to shoshang where john mackenzie lived let me go with you said shomoleke so he got up into the wagon and away they went day after day northward on the same journey that shomoleke had taken when he was a boy so shomoleke served mackenzie for years as wagon driver at shoshang at last the time came when mackenzie himself left the tribe at shoshang left kama and all his people and travelled southward to build at kuruman a kind of small school there where he could train young black men to be missionaries to their own people and shomoleke himself went to kuruman with mackenzie he set to work with his own hands and he helped to make and lay bricks to put in the doors and windows and to place the roof on the walls until at last the little school was built and when it was actually built shomoleke himself went to be a student there and mackenzie began to train him to be a preacher and a teacher to his own people for three years shomoleke worked hard in the college learning more and more about jesus christ preparing himself to go among his own people to tell them about him at last the time came when he was ready to go and he started out and travelling long long miles through sandy places and then by river until at last he reached a town of little thatched huts called pitsani which means the town of the little hyena in that town he gathered the men and women and the boys and girls together and taught them the things that he knew 
while shomoleki was at pizzani there came into that part of africa a new missionary whose name was mr wuki it was decided that mr wuki should go a long long journey and settle down by the shores of lake ngami which you remember david livingstone had discovered long years before shomoleki wished to go out with mr wuki into this country and to help so he took the wagon and yoked the oxen to it loaded it up with food and all the things needed for cooking as they travelled along and drove the oxen dragging the wagon over many hundreds of miles of country in which leopards barked and lions roared until at last they came to the land near lake ngami when they came into this land and found a place in which to settle down clever shomoleki mixed earth into mud just as boys and girls do in order to make mud pies and he made the mud into the shape of bricks and then placed the bricks of mud out into the sun to dry the sunshine was very very hot indeed so hot that the bricks became hard and dry and strong day after day shomoleki worked until he had made a big heap of bricks with these he built a little house for mr wookie to live in but these sun-dried bricks soon spoil if they get wet so he had to build a veranda to keep the rain from the walls when the house was built and mr wookie was settled in it they travelled still further up the river to learn what people were living there after a while it was decided that shomoleki should go and live in a small village by the river and there again began his work of telling the men and women of jesus christ and teaching the boys and girls to read in his satchel which was made of odd bits of calico print and different patterns shomoleki had a hymn-book with music the hymn-book was written in the language of the people the sechuana language and shomoleki taught them from the book to sing hymns the music was sol fa notation this is one of the hymns yesu wa me wa ntata leha ke le mo tibin are yalo mo kwalon are yalo me petun e yesu wa me e yesu wa me e yesu wa me wa me mo koraton yesu wa me wa ntata o ntehetsi molato o mpetsi temelon o nuntapasa me pedun o yesu wa me etc this is what those words mean in english i expect you know them very well jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so little ones to him belong they are weak but he is strong yes jesus loves me yes jesus loves me yes jesus loves me the bible tells me so jesus loves me he who died heaven's gates to open wide he will wash away my sin let his little child come in yes jesus loves me etc but you see the missionary had to alter the words sometimes so as to make the sechuana lines come out right for the music and the second verse really means my jesus loves me he has paid my debt he has brought me back from where i strayed he has washed my heart yes my jesus yes my jesus yes my jesus mine in love they would learn the words off by heart because there was only the one hymn book and they would sing them together shomoleki's voice leading they learned them so well that sometimes when the mothers were out hoeing in the fields or the little boys were paddling in their canoes and fishing in the nearby waters you would hear them singing the hymns that they learned in shomoleki's little school hut 
then on sunday they would have sunday school and when that was over shomaleki would gather the chocolate-faced men and women and boys and girls together all who would come and he would teach them to kneel down and pray to the one god who is our father and they would sing the hymns that they had learned and then he would speak to them a simple little address telling them about the lord jesus but shomaleki desired always to go further and further even though it was dangerous and difficult so he got a canoe and launched it in the river by the village and paddled further and further up the stream under the overhanging trees and sometimes across the deep pools in which the big and fierce hippopotami and crocodiles lived he paddled up the river okenvango though many times he was in danger of his life the river was not like rivers in our own country deep and with strong banks it was often filled over with reeds and as shallow as a swamp and poor shimoleki had to push his way with difficulty through these reeds always at night the poisonous mosquitoes came buzzing and humming around him the evil-tempered hippopotamus would suddenly come up from the bottom of the river with his wicked beady eyes and great cavernous mouth with its enormous teeth yawning at shomaleki as though he quite meant to swallow him whole on the banks at night the lions would roar and the hyenas would howl but shomaleki's brave heart held on and he pushed on up the river to preach and teach the people in the villages near the river so through many years with high courage and simple faith shimoleki worked a good many boys and girls in england before they are ten years old own many more books than shomoleki ever had and have read more than he they also had better homes than he for he pushed on from one mud hut to another along the rivers and lakes and all the possessions that he had in the world could be put into the bottom of his canoe but our heavenly father who loves you and me went with him every step of the way when shomaleki taught the boys and girls to sing hymns in praise of jesus even in a little mud hut he was there just as he is in the most beautiful church when we worship him now god has taken shomaleki across the last river to be with himself shomoleki was a negro with dark skin and curly hair we are white children with fair faces and light hair but god is his father as well as ours and loves us all alike and wishes to gather us together round him loving him and one another End of chapter twenty one